I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anubam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and my guest today is Ajinkya Kulkarni, co-founder Wind Wealth. This is a very interesting product, guys. Okay, and mandatory disclosure, please. This is also a slightly complex product. It's not like your usual equity, you know, stock or ETF or mutual fund. So I would. recommend all of you listening in to please read up carefully before taking any decision talk to your financial advisor etc etc this episode like almost all of passive asset episodes will stick to the concept level right we'll try and get into more depth wherever um it's possible but for more detail please read wintwell's website and of course consult your financial advisor but hey guess what the best part is the founders are very accessible they are there to answer your question they've done all kinds of you know they've got a very interesting blog on the website they are accessible on social media so any questions you can throw it to them i have with me ajinkya kulkarni like i said co-founder print well so ajinkya welcome to paisa paisa thank you so much for doing this for our listeners no no it's my pleasure thanks for having me here anupam thanks ajinkya so folks wintwell offers a very interesting product they are structured debt products okay i let ajinkya explain this concept to you okay and as we go on into the show we will get into more detail of what this is to offer okay so typically these products are available to hni the institutional investors wind wealth believes that they can make this public and as we go on into the show we will get into more detail of what this is to offer okay so typically these products are available to hni the institutional investors wind wealth believes that they can make this public okay so we are going to discuss all of that like i said you have any further questions you can ask ajinkya directly so ajinkya let's start you know like we had discussed in the pre uh, when when we had first spoken about doing the mm-hmm. show the kind of investors who invest in structured debt products which could be of any type you know it's a very broad term is because they have the sophistication they have you know they have that understanding of how these products can also be risky what i want to ask you is do you think an average investor with a ticket size of 10000 has the same level of sophistication maybe it might be a good idea to introduce what exactly is a structured debt product and where you guys thought of this understood so uh, at retail what we are basically building are uh, fixed income products or structured debt products that give you higher than F, uh, higher return than fd but are less risky than equity uh, so you have fds which are low risk low return and you have equities which are high risk high return and there is this huge white space in between and that's why uh, we saw a gap Uh, I and one more, one of my co-founders Anshul, we uh, we come from a lending background, uh, and we knew that such products are offered to institutional investors or uh, or H and I per se, right? And we are seeing the action, and we didn't have access ourselves. So the first question that came to our mind is, we want to invest in this, and we really don't have access. And that's when we started thinking, ki can we bring it to uh, a retail lower lower ticket size, uh, you know, kind of at a lower ticket size. Mm. uh so uh what we like what is different in structured products is like if fds are low risk low return uh all structured products are generally higher but there are very good mitigants in place and that's what uh, a specialized organization like ours do where we build right mitigants right uh now coming to a sophisticated question uh, sophistication part right i think it is all about education when mutual fund started uh, they were were complex any any new asset that comes on the table is always complex and then you listen to it more and more and it gets uh, you know uh, like a very common place thing in, in your life uh, and it i don't really believe that sophistication comes with money so if somebody let's say somebody 
makes it big through let's say selling a tech business and and probably and probably the uh, more sophisticated or more uh, ability to understand risk is in the in the guy who is working in the finance so uh, what is keen is like whether investors can be educated about this whether uh, the product is attractive enough for investors to get excited and say hey i, I want to understand more and uh, is there a is there a material available is there a uh and that's okay. what we are creating right if you look at how these products were sold to hnis there were rms relationship manager who would go to hnis home or office and pitch this product and for that arrangement to work the ticket size was higher so that is one of the key reasons why the ticket size of these products were higher uh we are saying he can be educate people through technology in the, like we strongly believe that is possible i mean a mix of technology and and human touch right uh so and that's what we are doing so i don't really think that uh, only if you have high like like huge loads of money uh, then you are sophisticated i think any person can become a sophisticated probably provided he has he has aptitude to learn and yeah yeah i mean you know in the hnis and institutional people also tend to make mistakes um, no one's perfect out here and even if you've got that kind of a corpus to invest maybe your wealth manager is not giving you the best advice i totally get that point you mentioned mutual funds right and how when mutual funds came first people probably had to read up on that and learn about that also where we have come to a point now um i think the mutual fund industry is probably about 20 30 years old but i think this last post 2017 phase then it's become more of a household product people have understood exactly not exactly but they got a broad idea you know that okay there are a few things that we mota mota we get about mutual fund i think one is that it is a pooled product as in it's not just me who's in investing my friend is investing my family is investing all 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 of us come together third party who's a fund manager handles that money and market goes up market goes down i take the risk most importantly i have liquidity tomorrow mm-hmm. when i want to sell i can sell tomorrow if i if i want to buy i can buy now of course i've got tech platforms also so in that way it becomes slightly more easier to understand i'm saying all of this to get to my next question which is that if i can get you know between the fd which is in one space and equity which is another space a white space that you spoke about there's also debt mutual funds right which is again you know relatively i wouldn't say it's that difficult the concept for people to understand it has a daily nav it has liquidity it has transparency it has a lot of things which are slightly easier on on the head so if i if i were to compare a wind wheels product i mean you i mean called wind wheels if i compare that and a debt mutual fund if i'm someone you know who can understand debt mutual fund then why would i go towards a wind wheel just to compare these two sure so uh, i'm going to take a step back here and uh, probably uh, take a look at how how this industry is structured so and and there if some asset is giving you a higher return right and there is some risk adjusted return either there is a hidden risk or there is some arbitrage right so this is how we see where the arbitrage is so you have really different exotic structures and everything and on the lower side you have mutual funds which are fully commoditized now. uh and sebi has done really good thing like when you commoditize something you have to set like benchmarks clearly saying you can invest in this categories only you can cannot invest let's say more than x percent in particular stocks uh and and obviously if you look at debt mutual funds they are far far more regulated so uh naturally if they if debt mutual funds have to operate in uh, in that in that framework the returns are lower for the similar risk uh so 
so there, there is this arbitrage so there is hni and there is this uh, like ma- like pure retail and there is this big segment of mass affluence which 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 is we are really really targeting so what we are saying is can we bring this hni products into this mass affluence segment by 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 productizing and there lies this arbitrage right so debt mutual funds let us say one sector is giving you more return for some reason today but they have a they have a poly, they have a restriction they can't invest let's say more than 10 or 25 or uh, 25% in one sector the debt mutual funds have to have 10% asset in uh, in liquid right regardless of what is the fund tenure or what is the fund investment right so that kills the yield so uh, therefore uh, for similar rated products there are our products are there obviously these are new products so these are not perfect so there is a concentration we like there is a concentration list so that Uh, leads to liquidity risk and we educate investors and we have mitigants in place for that uh, so yeah so uh, to answer it like there is arbitrage compared to debt mutual funds okay and just to understand the sense you spoke about how mutual funds are regulated um the area where, where windfalls and i believe there are some other players also who are probably going to you know who are either in the space or would be entering the space because that's how fintech startups get into something that's really good is there any industry as a whole that's trying to get into this structured debt product uh, area any regulation specifically here yeah sebi has SEB, if you are looking uh, so we work with nbfc so nbfc is regulated by rbi if you are our products are listed on stock exchange so their listing procedure and there are proper regulation in place okay uh, we will we are also applying for a merchant banking license so we will be also regulated by sebi uh, and obviously when all the regulations and it has to follow on the regulations. Okay, fantastic. So you mentioned uh, mass affluent. I want to end this first part of our episode exactly on that. What is the target segment that you are going after? You mentioned mass affluent, but that's a fairly um, who in your mind should invest in wealth in wind wealth quantitatively and qualitatively. Who are you looking at? So uh, we only recommend people who ha- who are in especially thirty percent tax bracket uh, uh, because to invest in these products, right? uh and we are also not targeting hni where they get a personalized service so uh, on the, on lower end you have retail then you have mass affluent and then you have hni so our uh, that target is let's say annual income of 10 lakh to about 1 crore or could be little less so that is the that is how we look at ma- mass affluent segment right uh, the reason is like if you are if you are just doing let's say 5 10000 uh, of investment per month You really don't have bandwidth through uh, like time ROI is not not really great. So I generally tell people if you are not in thirty percent tax bracket, the best thing is uh, then focusing on investing is focus on yourself and get into thirty percent. Like I personally believe that. So that's how we define mass affluent. Ah, very interesting. I like that segment, Chandra. So folks, I'm sure that all of you, I am for sure, <laughs> all of you are waiting to understand exactly how the product is, how it works. We'll get into that on the other side of this break with Wind Wealth, my guest. Ajinkya Kulkarni, co-founder of Windwell. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Windwell special. My Kulkarni, co-founder of Windwell. Now we're going to talk about exactly how the product works and all aspects of it. So Ajinkya, let's understand the concept, okay? Um, why don't you tell us, right? I mean, we 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 define it in the first part. broadly as a structured debt product minus going by a website is there's an nbfc who's selling loans and there is you buying the loans and then there is me buying the loans from you know so you're kind of an intermediary and you buy a loan from say nbfc x and sell to me investor y 
So if you could just refine this, probably even define this further for our listeners, how does this entire process work and the end product that you offer? Sure. So we deal in, uh, so the product name is called Covered Bond technically, right? Uh, so it is one kind of bond. So bond is basically a company says, hey, hey Anupam, give me 10,000 rupees. I'll pay you, let's say, 12% return. And I'll give you your money back after four years. So that is a normal bond. Now, the biggest risk is what if the company doesn't pay you back? Right. So uh, we have a covered bond. Uh, so what we do is we work with NBFCs. Uh, so let's say NBFC has given 10,000 loans. We select best 2,000 loans according to our credit algorithm. And uh, then NBFC issues a covered bond. So covered bond comes with two guarantees. First is the NBFC is guaranteeing you the return like a normal bond. Uh, but if something were to happen to the NBFC, then there is this dedicated pool of loans that you set aside of let's say 2,000, 3,000 bonds. And repayments from that pool will flow to investors. So it is as it is as simple as that. So there are two level of guarantees, one additional level of guarantee. Uh, so in, in a bond, there is always a entity level guarantee. Here you have a pool okay. level guarantee. So let me understand this, right? I can buy a bond from the market also if I want. I just need to call my broker or you know go to a zero dhar and just you know buy. Could be a tax-free bond, could be a taxable, could be any kind yeah. of bond. What's different when I'm doing this from you? No, so uh, yeah, so. Lot of things are different. So we, we are kind of a we look at ourselves as a manufacturer. So uh, what we do is like we have our own risk algorithms in place. So we choose which NBFC to work with. We have a, a detailed selection criteria of which NBFC to work with. Then we have, we choose what portfolios to deal in. So we only deal in gold loan portfolios, vehicle loan portfolios, and property loan. So all portfolios which are like so, which have solid collateral. Then we only deal in lower ticket size loan, retail retail loans, right? The retail granular loans. Uh, and then we continuously monitor these NBFCs, this portfolio on monthly basis, right? And anything goes up and down, we keep, keep uh, you know, keep okay. tuning it out, right? So that, that is the difference. So if, when you are buying a, a bond from your broker, your broker is not at all involved. So uh, there is, as I mentioned, that like these are high-risk uh, high bonds. And like a good product there will be with the best mitigation okay. techniques, right? And we do those all mitigation techniques on, on a ongoing basis. So I buy bonds. So the bonds that I buy from you go straight into my demand account and they're listed. You said they're listed also, right? Right. Yes. So when I look yes. at your website, you've got Wind Wheels March 21, Wind Gold December 20, and Wind Gold August 20. Let's just take uh, the most latest one. Let's take Wind Wheels March 21, where you're seeing pre tax return of 10.25%. How does this work for me as an investor? Like today I log in and I join Win12. And if I want to buy Win12's meet uh, March 21, I'm these are bonds that I'm buying. So when they come into my DMAT account, I'll actually see their Win12 March 21. Okay, Ajinke, let's talk about and you call it an asset, you know. I understand it as as a bond, but let's just work with that. So do you have an upcoming whatever bond issue coming up that I can participate in? That's the first. How will it work? I will sign up on your platform. I will buy these bonds from you. They'll sit in my DMAT. What happens after that? Okay, let's just go through it step by step. Sure. So how you invest is pretty simple. So you fill in basic KYC detail there. Uh, and you, then you pay and you get the bonds delivered in your DMAT account. You can see in your holdings, wherever you are. So uh, you can see it in any broker uh, that is registered with uh, CDSL or NSTL. Right. And uh, these bonds have specific payout dates. So if it is a monthly interest payout, then you'll get a, a monthly interest on third or fourth, whatever is the specified date. 
uh, some bond come with a uh, with a uh, with a payout that is completely at the end of the tenure the interest is reinvested kind of and then you get a payout after let's say at the at the at the maturity so you get principal and uh, maturity and all that payment happens through uh, so through a sebi app- sure, uh, this sure. is where it gets little complex right uh, so all these bonds uh, are listed on stock exchange and then uh, then bfc makes the payout to the bank account that is connected to your dmat account okay got it so i want to understand here you know um the thing is that the debt market has seen god knows knows how many debacles even before the pandemic uh, there are enough examples of native banks being frozen nbfcs even of the size of ilf is going for a toss uh, mutual mm-hmm. funds being shuttered you're getting a great you know a high return and this is just how financial markets work i'm not saying that this is good you know it's essentially your financial markets work but that's how liquidity works i mean when there is trouble um you if you're on the wrong side of the trade you're going to pay a price okay that's the dispassionate view but obviously if you're someone who has money stuck it's very really common right i mean you don't have mutual funds shuttering down very often um given this kind of risk that it is there that even guarantees don't work you know if you uh in a mutual fund structure also there is a trust which is supposedly holding my mm-hmm. money investor money in trust but then the amc does certain decisions because of which all of that goes for a toss so that trust is also not mm-hmm. worth much um when you've got an nbfc from whom you've bought a bond at nbfc goes for a toss and your money is stuck out there <laughs> even a bank your money is stuck out there just to address this you know this heavy question is what happens if wind wealth goes down or what happens if your nbfc who from whom i've got these bonds he doesn't pay up fir mera kya hoga you know so that is the first question at a conceptual level if you can address the second we'll come to later is how have things been in the pandemic so let's take the first question first what level of guarantees are there if my money gets stuck for whatever reason you know wind well goes down or the nbfc goes down or anything you know anything bad happens sure so uh, thing is that windwealth is a platform or a kind of a syndication uh, which brings you these assets so these are uh, even if we go shut like even if we go under uh, nothing is impacted on the asset right Uh, so asset are cre- like uh, the bonds are issued by the nbfc uh, i mean obviously the monitoring will go and that might impact here and there but there are enough buffers in place right the bigger question is uh, obviously is uh, what if the nbfc is not able to pay what if the nbfc goes bankrupt right uh, so th- th- there we come into picture right that mitigation we talked about so what we are talking about is what is actual risk of losing money right and you can mitigate through the pool so uh, when you are going retail so the first deal we did was uh it was a 10 crore deal it had to about 2000 underlying gold loan uh, the second deal was for 20 crore and it had 900 underlying vehicle loans around 900 right so and uh so what we do is like if the asset size is generally let's say 10 crore 20 crore we always take a 20% extra buffer of the loan so if, if the asset size is 20 crore like the last deal was we have taken loans worth 24 crores because we know that npas are going to be 1 and 1.5% uh in in if something hits very bad let's say uh, some let's say there is floods or covid like situation again uh then the uh, then the npas might increase and that's why we deal in secured so secure in secured loans what happens is like your gross npas delay has happened but money eventually comes back because there is a strong underlying asset right so uh so that way uh, the assets are pretty uh, like money being lost probability is low right uh, money being stuck it is function of market and uh, there are ways to mitigate that and we will talk about that 
So, uh, and you mentioned ILFS, DHFL, right? What we clearly see is like, if the fraud is avoided, right? Debt pricing is pretty clear. The biggest issue in India is corporate governance. Right. You don't know, you've seen AAA, like AAA rated NBFCs going, uh, going under so fast. Uh, and those were mainly fraud risk, right? So uh, we, we specially are building our tech stack to avoid fraud risk. So therefore, we do borrower cross-verification and collateral verification. So uh, how we operate is we basically assume that any data that is given by the NBFC uh, is not true. So we will accept it to be true only if, uh, only if we find a third party proof. So we'll do civil checks. We'll do uh, we'll do cross verification of mobile numbers at borrower level. We'll if we have bank account details, we are developing penny drop facilities to check whether the borrower exists. Right. And on the collateral side, uh, let's say if it is a vehicle loan. So last vehicle lo- loan portfolio we did, we check if it is a gold loan portfolio. We actually uh, select ten percent random uh, gold. We actually go to NBFC branches. Take out the gold, check for its purity, me- measure the weight, net weight, gross weight, stone weight, everything. All right. So uh, if the fraud risk is avoided, right, and it is a secured loan portfolio, money will come. Okay. That's what we believe. Okay. So two questions here before we get to the, uh, you know, how things have panned out part. So the first is you spoke about mitigation risk. Is there anything else or was this the answer? And the second thing is, you know, once you start chasing yield, as we've seen in a lot of debt funds, you kind of probably have to compromise on the credit quality of your portfolio. So if you were, you know, so do you guys have an average because I can't see a credit rating for the product that I'm buying from you. But no, there are credit ratings. There are. Okay. Maybe it's not there, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be there for an upcoming product. But if I were to look at an average credit rating of the paper that you guys invest in, what would that credit rating be? So uh, the, uh, the, the first deal that we did was rated A. Uh, the second deal we deal was double A, but we frankly uh, like uh, don't pay much attention to uh, credit ratings because uh, their how they rate entities is pretty uh, is uh, pretty bad. Uh, so uh, I mean it is not pretty bad actually. I'll explain how it is. Right. So rating agencies in India is like uh, in India or probably outside India as well. If entity is round graded, right, it has catastrophic effects. So rating it entities are very slow in upgrading somebody's uh, somebody's rating, right? Let's say a business uh, uh, which has which has 500 crore equity, right? And they are taking five uh, and they are taking 20 crore uh, 20 crore let's say loan. Otherwise, a business which has 1000 crore equity but has taken 5000 crore. So obviously, the probability if you look at the guy who has just who has five crore it's of its own equity and just taken 20 crores from as a debt and lend that money out. That probability is super, super low. But if the rating of that fellow is low, 500 crore fellow is low, you seem to pursue that as a high risk. So, and these are kind of arbitrages we are tapping into, right? So uh, the NBFCs we work with are triple B range rated or A range rated, and the bonds are enhanced. So there are about three, four uh, ratings above the NBFC rating. So these are A rated and double A rated. But how we perceive risk is completely different. If uh, a, there might be a scenario where we wouldn't do a deal, and the rating agency might give a triple A rating, that's okay. I mean, so everybody has their own perceptions of risk. Okay, um, this is not a liquid product, right? Like any bond, you have to hold it till maturity. Did I understand that right? Yeah. So we facilitate secondary trade. No, no right? obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, we don't guarantee it. And being new, yeah. 
right and uh, because this is such a new product we 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 tell people uh, is that uh, maturity yeah. invest uh, with a mindset of holding till maturity what our uh, what our thinking is, is like once we cross 10000 investors then uh, there will be many buyers for secondary so secondary will be much easier uh, and second there is a uh, there is so what we are talking about is liquidity risk right and there is a way to uh, mitigate that risk as well so what we tell people is like if you are let's say planning to invest 10 lakh rupees to windwells platform don't invest more than 1 lakh in one asset right because there can be a liquidity crunch at one asset but not like uh, in in very extreme scenarios also not on 10 assets right so at least your 90% 80% money will be liquid because there will be a buyer uh so liquidity crunch is very extreme very rare but when it happens it had it hits hard right so it is either the market is super bad which is rare but the main risk is when the nbfc is in too problem right? let's say somebody has downgrade they nbfc went through a downgrade or something so there is no buyer right so therefore uh, only way for mitigating liquidity risk is to diversify okay and, and we fa- and what? we facilitate secondary trades yeah, obviously the the price risk is mine i mean you know if maybe the bond might be able to sell at a price that i bought it maybe it could be higher could be lower you are no one to guarantee that obviously that's how the market works but so, yeah sorry. so th- this is another uh, another bet we are taking or another belief we are we are taking so we are only facilitating secondary trades at par so what we observed is like uh, bonds are bond kit super complex when you uh, explain why ytm and etc and all because we all have been brought for years in fd kind of model where Uh, you see, at max there is a possibility for uh, you know uh, for uh, premature withdrawal, right? So we facilitate secondary tails at par, so you wouldn't lose money, and therefore we are setting expectation on everybody's end, right? Yeah, but ideally, obviously, you should be holding on to the entire maturity curve so that you get the payment. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, how now? The question that I had: How have things been? You know, because you launched uh, what last year or 2019? When 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 did you guys launch? We launched in 2020. Uh, wow! So, uh, you guys actually went into a debt pocket where everybody is not able to pay money, and you're getting B and A hit. <laughs> how did things pan out? Well, you know, the RBI gave a moratorium for God's sake, and you you know you thought that you can. How have things panned out? Have you uh, have you NBFCs paid on time? Have there been any events, any issues, anything at all? No, no, no. In fact, I mean uh, that's just. Like, so like okay. we, we generally think that the industry is bad right it is for sort for some people it is really performing well so if you look at gold loans right gold loans have surged like anything in the pandemic banks have been doing forex volume right in uh, so uh, the first loan to portfolios we did was gold loan portfolio right and then gold is staying with the nbfc if the gold value is 1 lakh then nbfc is going probably 70000 max 75000 that is allowed by the rbi right uh, so and they have right to uh, liquidate gold even before the maturity date if the gold prices fall down so we haven't seen any defaults even in the gold like in the vehicle loan portfolio right uh, we have funded vehicles we have refinanced vehicles uh, which are kind of lower commercial vehicles so which are essential uh, for uh, which are essential good transport vehicles and these guys have been out in the field uh, in corona and uh, covid and they have taken premiums for that and which is fair also right because they are putting their lives at risk and they have actually made money and bought another vehicle so uh, even in vehicle segment there are segments which have which got benefited from 
basically deal with only abs i think it's called asset backed securities that wouldn't ever touch an unsecured loan or something ha huh, yeah yeah so any event risk that happens right uh, so unsecured so uh, before starting venture i all dealt in unsecured space uh, by my personal uh, lending basically personal loans and credit cards and stuff like that yes right? or business loans but all unsecured right but when we started right. venture we were very clear like the segment for we are building and we have to stay in secured loan space Uh, uh-huh. Because any event risk, right? Unsecured give you higher return also, but there is a capital loss risk also huge in kind of event. Let's say there is flood. Covid is obviously once in a life, once in a lifetime thing. But even uh, other than covid, there is floods. Uh, there is some, uh, let's say, drought or something, and we have seen regularly some unsecured portfolios going bust. Hmm. So you are saying that at least for asset backed secure, I mean for the asset backed. Loans that you guys have an offer in this past year or past whatever since since you guys have been doing the interest payments to me as an investor are going on time on maturity I'll get my money back. Now there's no event that's happened so far. Yet. No 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 and no no like event is a very long distance thing. We haven't even seen any degradation in the portfolio. Ah nice okay okay um kind of winding up the episode now. There's something very interesting that I saw on your website. I think which is. probably provocative also because you're saying 9 to 11% fixed return it's not very you know common for people to a put a number out there you've given a very specific range you're saying 9 to 11% and fixed return you know it's a very it's a very uh, upfront claim that you're making which certain people might say ki on what basis are you making because like you said you know hamare dimag mein aisa hai ki jab koi kuch guarantee karta hai if anything is guaranteed take a you know a savings plan for Example: The whole thing about pay one lakh every year and get one lakh every year after twenty twenty five years. Our antennas just go up. Something, kuch to hai bosses. Something to is there because who guarantees returns? Guarantee chahiye to FD hai. You go to an FD, but I don't want that. You're putting on a website upfront nine to eleven percent fixed returns. So I have to ask. I mean, one is where do you get that number from nine to eleven percent? And two, why are you using fixed returns? Are you Guaranteeing this or what kind of message are you? Yeah, using? so uh, that's a fair question. So one thing is there is kuch to hai, there is a risk involved. So that we keep educating <laughs> people ki this is not FD replacement. FD me risk bahut kam hai and uh, 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 like banks hardly go down and even like uh, there have been public statement where the regulator has said that we won't let banks go down and even if they go, uh, there is insurance for for investors. So FD is a low risk. There is definitely risk involved. There are good mitigants here, right? And uh, Why we claim fixed core? Because these are fixed return products. We don't guarantee. We are a syndicator. Uh, these these uh, returns are guaranteed by the NBFC, and we are pretty upfront about it. Why nine to eleven? It's to set expectation. I could have, if we were operating in let's say thirteen, fifteen percent, then we would have said so. But we don't think that's a good price point to operate in. There is no risk, ad- good risk adjusted return products there. Uh, if there, if there, like, if there are some products like that, because there are so many assets for each that are. Available to H and I, which are customized. Uh, there are like if we we might bring bring such assets in future as well. But currently we are operating right. in that range, so we want to set expectation so, right also, right? Okay, so you're saying essentially your just the sticker prices as in is nothing but the product that you're buying. Like if I'm an NBFC and if I come to Wint Wealth and I give you a ten percent paper or a pool of loans at ten percent, you're saying. I'm just passing this on. You'll probably buy it to me at you know you'll you'll you know you'll 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 probably buy it from me at nine and give it to the investor at ten or with whatever the equation is. You're just giving me a sticker price which you know is what's on offer. So it's as transparent as it can get. Have I understood that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we are doing is like we are actually selecting. So we are kind of doing a gatekeeping for you, and we are also educating you about the risk. 
so uh, one thing we have been very clear is like uh, if you don't want to understand anything understand the risk of the product right so that's what we are doing uh, so but yeah these are fixed return products these are fixed return products and of course if any event happens and you know that it will follow what any other debt instrument would follow which is probably that your capital could get affected or maybe you might skip out on the interest payouts once in a yeah. while if anything of that happens yeah. anything of that sort the happens. probability is low but there is it is non <laughs> yeah, there is always i mean that's why you are getting that extra return rate yeah it says that when you put something out there expectation gets it chalo theek hai anyway um i'm done Ajinkya, I want you to tell our listeners where can they reach out to you directly if they want to ask you questions. I see that you're very active um, on social media, um, you know, especially LinkedIn, where you've actually taken a lot of questions that are questioning a lot of questions about the details of your product. So, and since you like that throughout this episode, the one common thread that you've been very clear about is you want to educate people, like know the risk and go up front. How can our listeners reach out? Uh, so I'm I'm uh, there on Twitter. Uh, I I can send links uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, or we have, in fact, you can directly reach out. Uh, we have a WhatsApp link on the website homepage where people can reach out. In fact, uh, people can directly schedule a Zoom call through our website uh, website home nice. homepage, right? Uh, because we want people to know things. So uh, we we are all available and uh, sure. DMs are always open. Okay, guys. Uh, the social media properties, the social media profiles of Windwealth are on the description of episode. If you guys, you know, want to reach out to Ajinkya to Windwealth, just go through all the links that are given on the episode description for this particular episode. Um, or reach out to Ajinkya on Twitter. Hey, reach out to me. I'm B50 on Twitter, and maybe I'll just pass on the question to Ajinkya if you guys are interested. Ajinkya, finally, what's new? What's hot? What can our you know what can be built well in the next few months of the rest of this year what's coming up for us if you want to invest in your products sure so couple of interesting things that we are working on is currently you are investing in bond of one nbfc so we are saying with 10000 can people uh, invest in instrument where there are portfolios of 10 nbfcs club together so there is a good amount of diversification happening so that is one and second we are working something interesting on a lower tenure product let's like say 3 months 6 months and the liquidity is uh, is very easy to maintain and people like uh, there is a huge demand for short term uh, product so we, we are coming with more products on that on that uh, addressing those problems fantastic folks there you go that's what you can expect next but that's it that's a wrap on this episode of pesa pesa my guest ajinkya kulkarni co-founder windwell like i said folks ajinkya and windwell social media profiles are all available in the description of the episode reach out to them if you have any further question guys listen i'm i'm an equities person i'm a fairly straightforward guy which is why you know if this discussions i sounded a little bit lost that's because i'm really you know debt funds and all that is a little bit uh, i have to work my mind but you know aj Ajinkya has been very friendly. He's been very open. He's been very transparent about whatever you know the details of the Windwell product. Ajinkya, thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this for listeners, and I wish you Windwell all hey, the best. Thanks, Anupam. Really for your enjoyed products. talking to you, and uh, it's been like dream come to to be on this podcast. I've been I've been listening to these podcasts. Oh, 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 come on, come on. Oh, that's really kind of you. Thank you so much for saying that. I hope you know you're always welcome back on the show. Maybe when you put the new products out, come over. Yeah, you know, let's let's have a call. Uh, let's. Call yeah, man. I really wish the studio was open, but yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have a Zoom call recording. Thank right? you, thank you so much, listeners. If you like this podcast, Sounds don't good. forget thank to you. check out other interesting podcasts on IVM Network. 
you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com ivm podcast is also doing some great stuff on youtube yeah do check that out and subscribe to the ivm podcast youtube channel you can also follow us on our social media we are ivm podcast on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am your host anubham gupta p50 on twitter thank you so much for listening to paisa paisa No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.